This is Stories from the Storm, a series of oral histories on Hurricane Harvey from Houston Public Media and the Houston Flood Museum. Today, Jennifer Blake and Trey Salinas. Jennifer's daughter, Brianna, has special needs and specialized medical equipment since a car accident left her paralyzed. As the floodwaters rose, Jennifer, her family, and their caregiver, Trey, stayed on the move, trying to keep just one step ahead of the rising water. I'm Jennifer Blake. I'm mother to Brianna Blake and Nathan Blake. I'm Trey Salinas. I am Jennifer Blake's roommate and the caretaker of Brianna Blake and Nathan Blake. So we were at our apartment in Katy, and I had been tracking the storm, and um, I just had a gut feeling that we needed to to move early. We had Brianna with us, and um, she's quadriplegic, so if something did happen, if there was a flood, uh, getting her out of the apartment was going to be next to impossible. It, it was terrifying. We, we couldn't take the risk to stay in our homes like the news said. No, she can't swim. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> like, float her through the water to somewhere, you know? Like, how am I going to get her out? So when we went to the hotel, I thought, we're on higher ground. We'll be safer here. Um... We packed up her wheelchair, you know, most of her basic medical supplies, her formula, her medications, and that was all we could fit. And I thought we would be okay. As we're, it's our second day at the hotel, the day of landfall, and I get a call from my best friend for over a decade, Joseph, and... um he tells me that he's left Dallas and he's on his way to us with his truck. He has a big old jacked up truck and uh, his boat and he's on his way to us. And he said, we're getting you out of here. You know, we got to get you out of here and everything. Didn't even call him. Um, My sister called me and she told me, Hey, are y'all okay? Y'all are right by the reservoirs. So that's when I found out, you know, even the hotel was close to that area. So we still weren't safe. And that news really shook me. And, you know, then Joey was coming down like he was almost there. I mean, it was just like an angel coming. When he got there, we tried packing everything up we had out in the hotel. We knew we needed to go back. We had Brianna's manual chair, which was it's pretty broken down. But we had just gotten her power chair, and we waited for years for that thing. When uh, Joey and I originally got to the apartment and we tried to get everything that we could from the apartment um, that was absolutely necessary and her, her paperwork and her her Riften tram, which is another expensive piece of machinery that she has, and... We tried to get her power chair out. She normally didn't want to get out of bed, you know, because she she just had 
there was nothing she could do on her own. She was dependent on us to push her over here, push mm-hmm. her over there, or adjust her this way. And every day, she after that power chair, she yeah. was so excited. She's, She's like, like, let me get in my chair. Let's go for a walk. Let's go feed the ducks. Her, yeah, let's go feed the ducks. Let's, let's go for a walk. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. Yes. And she was always excited. Every single day, we tried to get her power chair out. And there was no way. It was just too much. We tried everything we could to lift it. Uh, we tried really to use heavy. ramps, and it it was raining. So taking it out and trying to ramp it up to the bed of his truck, um, it was getting soaked. It it was it was difficult to to accept what we couldn't save. Um, well, you work so hard, and you know, with her conditions trying to get equipment for her. It takes so long at going through the insurance, going through the doctors. And the different specialists. And by the I mean it took us years, years to after begging and working and trying to get that wheelchair approved. Yeah. And I mean that thing is I don't know, it's like what, seventy thousand dollars? I think it was seventy five, yeah. I don't know. Um and we finally got it. So excited. And she was excited. And her rift and tram, her lift, Mm -hmm. and her communication device, everything was starting to come together. To lose all of that, I mean, yeah, it's material stuff. We're safe, and that's the most important thing. But, you know, it's a blow. It's Um, a huge blow. And we're still, all this time later, fighting to get it repaired, fighting to get it replaced. Um, so that she can have the things she needs to communicate with caregivers, um, to be able to move on her own in her power chair, to be more independent. And it's really difficult. So they were going to be releasing the the reservoirs, and the hotel where we were at was in the path. We couldn't risk losing power. She's dependent on uh, power for her equipment in order to eat. And to be able to check all her vital signs and and suction machines to keep her airways clear. Yeah. Yeah, we had to get out. So they were going to do it at 10. They ended up moving it back to, I believe it was midnight. And we took that as our opportunity to try and leave. We were going to try and get to Joey's house. Uh, We we decided to try and make a, a move. And we left that area in Katy. And I think we made it to right before the spring area in North Houston. And it was dark. It was around midnight, one in the morning. And I hadn't slept in two or three days, and I'm driving this. And we get to a point where we're trying to take the highway, and we get to this point in the highway, and Joey's in his truck in front of me with the boat in the trailer behind him, and the water is is trying to push us off the road, and that's something that we'd been dealing with pretty much the whole way. Yeah, but that but was really bad. This one specific point really kind of shook us because we were in the middle of a divided highway, divided with the concrete barrier. And Joey called me, and he said, "Dude, turn around." And I was like, "What are you talking about? You know, we're we're going okay, you know." I see some dry dry land up there. And, and he said, look to your left. And I looked. And the water that's six inches high on our side is over the top of the barrier, pouring over it. 
and getting ready to throw the whole concrete barriers into us and take take us completely out. And we had probably about a we we're about a quarter mile into this without us noticing it on our left. And that turn was the scariest thing that I think I've ever had to make in my life was trying to make that turn without with Brianna in the back seat. It, yeah, if it, if those barriers would have would have broke their holes, I, there was no scenario that I could think of where where we would have made it out. There's, I don't think there's even a possibility. I've done everything I possibly could do. We 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 were able to make it. We turned around. We parked up on top of a a bridge that was going over the highway. And I'm telling Joe, we got to get to a hotel. I got to get these kids some sleep. I got to let Jen get some sleep. We couldn't get past that point and, and the, the highway where that water was rushing at one in the morning. Mm-hmm. So we took the kids and got them and got Jen and the kids another hotel. When we finally were able to leave that area and find a dry road to get to Dallas. And as we're driving, we see Harvey's cloud. And we're driving out of it, and you literally see the sun where the sun is breaking. You see the line on the horizon. And I quoted Kid Rock on it, said I hadn't seen the sunshine in three damn days. It really was so that I think that was the the moment that I, I really knew that we were safe when I saw that sunset. And when we got there, and everybody passed out, and I, I was still awake. She Jen was exhausted, and Brianna was. No, she had been in sitting in, up in the truck for so long, and Nate was exhausted from all the stress of this entire thing. I watched them all sleeping on their air mattresses, and I walked around this empty house with just them, them and air and air mattresses, <laughs> and and Joey's fish tank because the fish were still there, and uh, and it was the most humbling feeling because these people are my family, and I knew that we were safe. And I just cried. It was a release of everything that you'd been through, you know, because you can't react in the moment. Later on, it comes out. Stories from the Storm is a project of the Houston Flood Museum in partnership with Houston Public Media and is supported by Houston Endowment. Visit HoustonFloodMuseum.org.